Hello there. Howdy. And welcome to another exciting episode of Dead Reflections Podcast. This is episode six, right? Correct. I can count. And we are recording from a special location. Yes. A very scary hotel room. <laughs> In <laughs> Lubbock, Texas. Yes, we have a show today and we wanted to make sure that we stayed on, you know, on the straight path of uh, releasing episodes, so we decided to do this in the hotel room. And we even were able to make a setup out of it. And I think this looks cool. And we should do this all the time. <laughs> like this. This is cool shit. Get, the get one, one thing. EMF reader. Oh, yeah. And we're doing this thing with disposable cameras. Colby's obsessed with disposable cameras. So he's going to well, take a picture. The idea for that is I bought a two-pack. And I've seen other photographers do this where you give two disposables to two different photographers. Uh-huh. You go shoot the same stuff and see what different takes we had on it. We uh, drove two different separate vehicles. And you have yet to take, cool. yet to take mine out of it. So. <laughs> All right. Did you take it? No, you turned the flash on. Turn the flash oh, on. Okay. So are we, are we facing you? Jesus. Oh God, so I cannot see now. <laughs> okay. That's fucking weird because I saw myself taking it. Yeah. Was, oh, man. That's that going to flash like, on the, on the yeah, video. It'll be bright, that's but that'll cool. be cool. So, uh, what kind of stories do we got today? Oh, today's episodes are going to be doppelganger stories for the most part. We drew doppelganger last yeah, time. Yeah, I know I we have a doppelganger do, yeah. story. I don't have a doppelganger story. I did some research of some some little haunted areas in uh, Lubbock, and there's actually a very fucking haunted hotel in Lubbock. All right. Just now, you always stay there. No, it's expensive. expensive. <laughs> we try. We don't. We don't have money for that. Yeah. <clears throat> but hopefully, it, it, next time we come back to Lubbock, we That's can. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, we would love to play out here some <clears throat> more after this show. Um, if you're if you're listening to this on Monday, we played a show um, a couple days ago, and uh, but yeah, no. We'll be playing with Neon Graves, Bastion ourselves and then uh be okay be okay and through life yeah so this and is we, gonna be a crazy show this yeah we should fun. dedicate the the uh, band links to those guys i think that'd be kind of cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it'll be a, this is gonna be a special one i mean if you want to go ahead and tell you what merch you're wearing yeah yeah we'll run through that uh i got in spirit the old or like the original lineup of vanna created another band and oh, they are in spirit that's cool and, uh, i didn't know about that yeah they're very oh, good to check that out i got a thyarder's murder thyarder's murder do those guys they're Australian oh, and they're yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. When we went and saw them, that was pretty funny how he was talking about like cussing in Australian. Like, cunts. It's like, it's like yeah. bitch is worse than cunt. Like, people call each other cunts all the time, yeah. but if you call someone a bitch, it's like as bad as what cunt means yeah. in America. <laughs> like, I was just like, whoa, that's, that's interesting. Hey, <laughs> like, and you just picked up a brand new shirt yourself, right? You got mm-hmm. your day seeker hat on, but you yeah. got a shirt from a... I got some... I don't remember the name of it, but it's apparently some Japanese horror anime that is like... It looks all bloody. It's got a chick that's like being held up by strings like she's a puppet. And then some other chick that's got blood coming out of her mouth and stuff and <laughs> a bunch of... Uh, Japanese from GameStop too of all places. Yeah, GameStop. I had to go check out GameStop here in Lubbock, and they had that shirt, and I was like, I'm getting that. Like, (laughs) and it was, I think it was on clearance. It was like ten dollars. Yeah, I actually, (laughs) I I did that a while ago, where I bought a bunch of shirts from. from Oh yeah, I got, I got a Legend of Zelda, uh, and then some uh, Ghostbusters, and 
bunch of nerd stuff. Oh yeah. We, uh, oh yeah. We need to light the ceremonial candle. Oh, yes. It's not our spooky stories. Not not our normal candles, but yeah. candle nonetheless. We'll still make sure that number six is up on the table when we get back to uh, the you know the DRP cave. The DRP FWF. Yeah, DRP FWF. The demon infested podcast yeah, area. Yeah. Colby and his Ouija board <laughs> shenanigans. Demon summoning. Yeah, that right. man was literally asking will, for every demon. <laughs> I, no, I, I I'll stop you there because I forgot one. I forgot to summon Baphomet. Oh yeah, that's right. So no, no. I'm sorry, Baphomet, if you're watching. <laughs> I forgot. Wouldn't that be some shit if you was like sure a really remember big fan. You, you saying Baphomet? No. I, oh, I, I said Beelzebub yeah. and uh, oh, I, have to go back and watch I, I said and Behemoth, but I didn't say uh, Baphomet. Behemoth was probably the one. Maybe so. Yeah. Okay. Enough demon talk. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me about a spooky uh, hotel that we have? Yeah. yeah. In, in our area. Are you gonna, you know, reveal your surprise? Yeah. So, um, where at the time that we're, we're recording this, we have an idea to go to the hotel and um, either get a story from an employee or maybe if we can uh, check the hotel out ourselves without actually like buying a room. But, uh, but yeah, no, we're going to, we're going to try to do that. Um, uh, If, if it's in the later part of this episode, we did it. (laughs) If it's not, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't. Or we did, yeah. and we didn't survive. To that too. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, this uh, call nine one one. This this story. So this uh, this hotel is called the oh, originally called the Pioneer Hotel, and um, but now it's I, I believe the official title is the Pioneer Pocket Hotel. Yeah, that's what I saw on. Uh, yeah. So like I, I think only part of the uh, the building is actually like accessible now. Oh okay. Um, but anyway, I got all kinds of backstory on it. <clears throat> so the Pioneer Hotel, an eleven-story building between Main Street and Broadway on Avenue K. It's a weird thing, Avenue and like. Lettered avenues in yeah. Lubbock. Yeah, we, we were coming back from Guitar Center. We took an exit on Avenue Q. Yeah. It's like A, B, C, D. Yeah. They, they anyway. just, they're just like, whatever. <laughs> I don't feel like naming shit. We move on. Yeah. <laughs> Main Street and Broadway on Avenue K pays homage to beautiful Renaissance revival architecture landscape of the Roaring Twenties, while also becoming a hallmark of the highs and lows that pepper West Texas, West Texas has passed. The Pioneer Hotel was built in 1925. The 11-story building was one of Lubbock's first premier hotels and one of the city's remaining pre-World War II buildings. For over 30 years, the Lubbock's hotel, Lubbock Hotel's ground and opulent ballroom presented itself as, a, as the place to be for the social elite. While only a stone's throw away in the hotel's lobby, Air Force officers from the nearby base would entertain themselves late into the night. Although formally granted the title of tallest building in Lubbock, the headline was soon captured by the Metro Tower from 1955 onward. Even though the hotel experienced the loss of such a grandiose moniker, the 1950s were a time proven to be colored with further loss and sadness and, dare we say, paranormal activity through a series of haunted, mysterious events. Now we get into the legend. 
of the Pioneer Hotel. That's Started perfect. January 16th, 1958. When a tourist couple from Nebraska came to stay the night. They checked their bags in, toured around the lobby and ballroom before making their way to the, their final resting place. On the fourth floor. I need to remember the fourth floor. Okay. While they were sleeping, a stranger snuck in, took two ropes fashioned into nooses, tied around their necks to the bedposts. He then viciously beat the husband, fashioned, fastened down the ropes on the bedpost, and proceeded to, one by one, carry both victims to the window and throw them over the side. God. Immediately snapping their necks. Oh my Jesus. goodness. No one witnessed the man enter the room or, or leave it, and there were no reports of no noises throughout the night. That's the first story. Interesting. Police made an attempt to investigate the murder, but with it being the late 1950s, no evidence and no sign of how the killer got in without being seen, the case became stagnant. Anita Fisher, uh, the president, uh, as well as a sensitive uh, medium, if you will, okay. mm -hmm. at the Lubbock Ghost Investigation Society, an organization that aims to investigate, research, and document evidence of ghosts, hauntings, and paranormal activity. Fisher said she had years of experience with malevolent spirits, such as this particular murderer. She said, We have been attacked by negative energy many times, but we try to talk through with them what they think is unfinished, offer them options and resolution. Unfortunately, the Pioneer Hotel killer did not find any such resolution, and the body count continues to rise. A few weeks after the couple was murdered, a man from California made a stop at the Pioneer Hotel because of a flat tire. The cheapest room he could stay in was, of course, on the fourth floor. <laughs> the police reports from that particular night are lacking in detail because of the gory nature of the murder, but like the previous case, there was no eyewitnesses, no eyewitness evidence, and no concrete explanation. The fact that they never solved this case and never got a real picture of who the murderer was who the murderer was makes people wonder but with no suspect the paranormal nature of the hotel seems all more real the next murder took place in the late 1970s when two victims met their fate on the fourth floor of, uh, also of the fourth floor in the pioneer hotel um the strange thing about these two is they're two months apart like the killings? The, yeah. That. Okay. <clears throat> a few months apart, two different victims were found at the bottom of the staircase with nearly every bone in their bodies broken. What yeah. the fuck? Appearing as if someone had violently pushed them. So So within two months of each other. Like similar, not, yeah. not related. Way too at the bottom of the staircase of the fourth floor. Both like same exact fate. There's no you know falling to the four stories the like floor. you wouldn't break every bone in your body. They only felt one, like, yeah, one, oh, flight. one, one flight. One flight. Oh, yeah. what the And fuck? then even if you think about that, the way hotels, they're, they're half a flight per yeah. year. You go half a flight, then you turn a corner, then you go the other half of the flight. So, like, to me, I thought of their, pro they probably got pushed over the railing. Yeah. And, and fell straight. Fell straight yeah. through that little tiny, like, area where it circles down or whatever. Yes. Uh, and that would have had to, back it, at the yeah, yeah 11 yeah. stories up, then, yeah, I could see that breaking every bone, but. Damn, turned into goop. The last of the three in the 70s, um, and most relatively explainable death, 
um, was an overdose. Mm. But the fact that it also occurred on the fourth floor left an eerie curiosity among hotel visitors. Every single death that's been recorded in this hotel has been on the fourth floor. That's insane. It reminds me of American Story Hotel, kind of, a little bit. Yeah. The legend of the Lubbock Pioneer Hotel hauntings have not been forgotten over the years, and visitors continue to report seeing the couple hanging from their hotel room Ugh. on the fourth floor and even being chased by a shadowing figure some believe to be the ghost of the unidentified murder back in 1958. Bro. With no suspects and no reason to think the murders would, murders would never end, would ever end, <clears throat> the hotel was closed and stood vacant for years before the current owners intervened leaving only ghosts to roam the halls. Dude, I know how much it costs to stay there for a night. Like, I'm willing to pay for us <laughs> to stay there tonight. That's for a room on the fourth floor. Yes. Obviously, uh, the fourth floor rooms are cheaper. <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all down, if y'all are down, See, I, I, got, I got the money I could pay for it. We'll have See, to look at it. Yeah. I'm, I'm down to investigate. You don't want to sleep. I'm not. There, well, right? I'm, I don't think we're gonna sleep. That's the thing. That's fine. <laughs> we can sleep when this. We're, if, we're just, if we're gonna get done with the show plan, and I'm, I'm, my neck's gonna be thrown out, I'm gonna sleep. Ghost we will be not. the low, the most like like ghosts aren't gonna fucking care about us. They only go after people that are like in tip top shape, right? That's how it is, right? It's yeah, almost always. Yeah, totally. Like, so we'll be tired. Like, they're gonna be like, those guys aren't gonna be any fun. Yeah. Like, you know. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, that's the story of that's the my logic, Pioneer and Hotel. I think it's. I think it's true. Okay. I think. I think footsteps are starting to scare me now because <laughs> the only thought I had about whenever you said the the shadow person running yeah. is that if you're like trying to get into your room or like specifically with our door, um, I remember I click I click my little key against the the it reader doesn't wanna read. and it doesn't go a couple times. If I was doing that and I just heard da, 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 like getting close <laughs> to it, yeah, exactly. But nobody there, but I could hear it getting closer. Yeah. Oh no. Oh man. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, spook. we're we're only 4 minutes away from it. Yeah, we, we are, are only 4 minutes. minutes away from it. And it was like a, it's a, how many stories was it again? So, there was the initial murder in the 1958. Uh-huh. Then there was the um Oh, Excuse me. How many levels stories? Like eleven <laughs> stories. Oh, eleven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was eleven because uh, we we drove by it. Yeah. Um, oh, you did. Yeah, we drove by it whenever we were going to Guitar Center. We saw it. It's oh. like a big brick building. It's yeah. kind of U shaped uh-huh. almost. Yeah, it's pretty cool looking. Neat. Yeah. Like it's one of it's one of those old hotels that they built a ballroom into, like the center of. That's cool as <clears> shit. Like I mean, yeah, we that's are, why it's so expensive because it's it's, it's you historic. Said, you and said one hundred and fifty bucks. Like a, yeah, it like was a, when we checked a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, let's check. check we'll check, and, to, we'll yeah. check now after we're done. And okay. Getting ready. Okay. We will be right back after this brief sponsor break. Stay tuned. And if, if we can check out the fourth floor. I know. I did. I, well, I so the made thing sure is to is do that can, so that if it doesn't work, yeah. we can cut it out. Yeah. And, we yeah. can also just like walk in and just go to the fourth floor and then come back down and then start asking Maybe. Like, you know, you can oh, so I did see a Reddit post of someone who went there, uh-huh. and uh, they they said they took the elevator up to the fourth floor. As soon as the doors opened mm-hmm. to the hallway, they started like hearing like strange shit. Like yeah, let's within, do that. Like within the walls, you don't need a room to, they, to like, take the elevator. They elevator. walked out, like walked down the hall, like a couple feet. Yeah. And just like just could not go any further. And oh yeah, just, and left. I, I, for that. I guess a part of me is also I just I I would feel more comfortable staying at a hotel that's fucking haunted 
and staying here where I feel like our shit's gonna get stuck. <laughs> like, uh, no offense for, to where we're staying, but it's yeah, for it's listeners bad. and viewers, we it's got very the absolute <laughs> cheapest hotel we could find. Yes, rather than shows... losing our equipment, we lose our lives. <laughs> little, little spook or a little financial debt to yeah. replace all our gear. <laughs> no, we wouldn't die. Ghosts don't kill people. Oh man, that we did know you of. hear the stories I just read? <laughs> yeah, every I'm single just, one. Just trying my hardest. <laughs> like, um, plus, I've always wanted to stay in a haunted hotel. So, like, I mean, me too. Road. But like, I already well, know. We have our chances. I already know away. there's no sleeping gonna like be involved. It's okay. You're not the one driving home. I am. There's no sleeping when it's. I'll fucking... sleep like a fucking baby. Shut up, dude. Colby's. Colby. I did not okay, get any can... sleep last night. Colby literally sounds like a bear fucking juggling chainsaws. Like it's. It's insane. I look like a bear. It... Okay, I thought that was <laughs> knocking, and I got tattoo. super yeah. fucking worried for a second. Um, Josh, do you remember who told the last story last time? Uh, I told the last story, like, just now. No. No. <laughs> last episode. Uh, you did. Okay. That's right, because you had a bulky one. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so that oh, that is last. right. So okay. you go now. Okay, well, are y'all ready for the first doppelganger tale? Yeah. Okay, I only got one from Reddit, and it's just titled The Doppelganger. Okay. Uh, and it's by Riley Vanderlip. <laughs> don't worry, I don't have any fucking stingers. Though. Oh, I was waiting on it. That's, yeah. why, that's why I left the pause. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're a little bare bones right we'll, uh, now. We'll, we'll put that in the, uh, in the, re- in the post, in the re- yeah. yeah. Okay, so, yeah, The Doppelganger by Riley Vanderlip retorted <laughs> on Reddit slash creepypasta. Um, okay. We always fear the unknown, the other that we can't explain. It's just a basic human psychology. We aren't afraid of things that we, we are afraid of things that we don't understand. We are always trying to understand everything. When we discover something that doesn't quite make sense, we try our best to solve it. My name is Nicholas, and I'm a 20 year old student living in Toronto. Being a more scientific person, I've never believed in unexplainable. I've never believed in the unexplainable. I've always believed that there's a reason for everything and everything always made sense. It was just a matter of understanding the problem. But I'm writing this right now because there's something I can't explain, something I don't think anyone can explain, something that couldn't possibly make any, any sense at all, and I'm scared. I'm going to start from the beginning when I was six years old. Fourteen years ago was my first encounter with my doppelganger. I remember that day extremely well and it stands out as being clearer than any of my other childhood memories. I lived on a farm just south of Toronto, and I had one older brother, Joshua. He was two years old, excuse me, two years older than me. It was in the evening, and I was playing hide and seek with Joshua. I thought it would be a good idea to climb up into the attic. Joshua was always afraid to go up there, so I knew he'd never find me. Joshua was always more of a believer in the unknown than I was, even as a child. Tales of ghosts and, ze- ghosts and demons never scared me. They terrified him. So I climbed into the attic, hid under an old dusty china cabinet, and I waited for him to find me. It was almost difficult not to contain my laughter when I was hiding under there. I was laughing at my own superiority over Joshua. I had outsmarted him. However, I heard the attic hatch open, and I stopped giggling to myself. I was impressed. I remember thinking Joshua had actually had the nerve to come up there and look for me. I heard light steps walk on the creaky attic floor. They were getting closer to my hiding spot. I then saw two little bare feet stop right next to my cabinet. Joshua then knelt down, 
peeked his head underneath the cabinet to face me. My heart sank. That wasn't my brother. It was another child. Not just any other child, it was, it was me. It looked just like me, but something was off about his face. To this day, I still don't quite know what it is, but the fact that it never showed any expression. Straight face. I didn't scream when I saw it, I was too scared to scream. My mind was too occupied with trying to figure out what was going on. Joshua? I lightly asked, already knowing the question was stupid. The child didn't respond. It just kept staring at me, like it was expecting something of me. After what seemed like an eternity of staring at each other, the doppelganger stood back up, walked away. My voice then began to work again, and I started screaming and crying until seconds later the hatch flung open and my dad came up to rescue me. I remember my dad carrying me out of the attic and back downstairs. I tried to explain to my parents what I saw up there, but they just chalked it up to me hurting myself under the china cabinet and nothing more. While my parents never believed me, I knew Joshua did. He never once teased me about the incident and he looked absolutely terrified when I told him what I saw up there. I think it's pretty self-explanatory explanatory to say that I never stepped foot in the attic again. For the longest time, I was convinced it was a ghost in the attic and the attic was the problem, but it had nothing to do with the attic. It was only up there because I was up there. I had my second experience with the doppelganger when I was nine. At that time, I was finally beginning to forget about my experience with the attic. One afternoon when I was playing in the backyard with my dog, Jamie, I saw it again. Not until Jamie started barking uncontrollably. I remember the scenery. It was bright, sunny, summer day. I was throwing a stick around in the backyard and Jamie would bring it back to me every time. There were cornfields behind my yard that stretched for miles. The stalks seemed so, so tall that at, excuse me, the stalks seemed so tall at that age <coughs> that they waved gently in the wind. I remember my father telling me not to go in the cornfields since I was so small I could get lost in them. That was enough to keep me scared and not stepping foot in the fields. That day I was outside with Jamie. I had my back turned to the cornfield and after I threw the stick, Jamie started running back towards, it, towards me with it. <coughs> Excuse me. But then he stopped and dropped the stick a few feet away from me. He started staring at the cornfield behind me. Then he started barking uncontrollably. I turned mm -hmm. around to see the doppelganger standing at the edge of the field, motioning for me to come with it. Nope. It had aged just like I did when I last saw it. It now resembled a nine-year-old me. It was wearing the same clothes as I wore that day, but its face retained that same dead look. Jamie continued to bark at the doppelganger, but kept his distance. I just stood next to Jamie and stared at it. Whenever I saw it, I completely froze up. I finally stopped mo it finally stopped motioning for me to follow it and then ran off into the cornfield. The terrifying part about this encounter was what happened the very next day. I was in my room when I heard my mother scream at the top of her lungs. My entire family along with I bolted out of the house to see what had happened. Apparently my mother took Jamie outside while she did some gardening. She lost sight of Jamie and when she went to go look for him she found him in the cornfield. He wasn't alive. I'll spare you the details but it wasn't a pretty sight. No. It scared my entire family for a while. And my parents blamed it on coyotes, but it was clear that this wasn't the doing of any coyote. There weren't even any bite marks on Jamie. This wasn't the work of something entirely. This was the work of something entirely different, something very sadistic. 
I knew exactly what killed Jamie too. It was that doppelganger. He must have gotten angry when Jamie barked at it, so I took it. It took its revenge on Jamie when it was vulnerable. What an asshole! I tried telling my parents what I saw the day before, and they blamed Jamie's death on, and I blame my. <laughs> I tried telling my parents what I saw the day before and blamed Jamie's death on my doppelganger. My parents got really angry at me this time and told me not to use Jamie's death as a cry for attention. After that day, I never told them about any of my experiences moving forward. I never told anyone for that matter. I learned in my years later that doing so would only make me seem mentally unstable. I had a few other encounters with the doppelganger over the years, but most of them were little glimpses of it watching me. I learned that during, I learned that during this time, I was the only person that could see it. Sometimes I'd be playing with Joshua only to see a figure in my stature watching from afar. Sometimes I'd wake up in the middle of the night to see him standing in the corner. Sometimes I'd see him at school. I'd like to say I'd learned to handle it pretty well. Looking back at myself as a child, I'm pretty proud of how well I managed it. Keep my cool whenever I saw it. Of course, I was scared whenever I saw it, but I learned quickly that if I didn't pay attention, it would go away. There was one night that it scared the living hell out of me, though. I was about 12 when this happened. I had woken up about 4 a.m. in the morning. My throat was dry, and I hated up getting up in the middle of the night, but I needed something to drink. <clears throat> Joshua and I slept in the same room, and whenever I needed to get up at night, I would wake him up and ask him to come with me. So that's exactly what I did that night. I got up, shook Joshua slightly, turned his head, and he looked at me. Can you come with me while I get water downstairs? I, I really need a drink of water. He didn't say anything, he just got up out of bed and followed me downstairs. He stood by the kitchen door and was watching me as I filled up a glass of water and drank the whole thing in one go. I set the glass on the counter, walked back up to my room with Joshua following. He went back to bed and I went back to mine. I almost fell back asleep without realizing something that was very wrong. Joshua and my dad left to go on a camping trip last night. Oh. They weren't supposed to come back until next week. I slowly turned my head towards Joshua's bed just to see him sitting on it, facing me. He wouldn't move. He just sat there the entire night and watched me. Nope. I, I was too scared to say anything. I was, it clearly wasn't Joshua, and I kept my eye on the doppelganger until my eyes failed me, and I fell asleep. I woke up the next morning, Joshua's bed empty. I only saw the doppelganger a few more times after that until I moved out of the house at 18. I moved to the big city of Toronto to study engineering, and I was hoping that the doppelganger would stay at the farm, and by moving away, I may never, never have to see it again. I was very, very wrong. Damn it. The first two years were nice. I actually never saw, saw the doppelganger in my time at the university. I would still think about it from time to time, but it was becoming a fading memory. An unexplainable event from my child, childhood is now long gone. However, yesterday, I finally saw it again, and that's why I'm writing this. This was a different encounter than usual. Yesterday, I returned from my apartment from one of those late night classes. And when I locked the door and turned around, I saw a man standing on my balcony. I thought it was a home intruder at first till it turned around to face me and it was a man who looked exactly like me. I thought it was my reflection through the sliding glass door at first, but I knew that wasn't the case. The man's face had a dead look in his eyes, skin pale, face emotionless. Overwhelming dread sunk over me when I realized that the doppelganger was back and started a motion for me to come over to the balcony with it. Instead of standing there in shock like I've always done, 
I found some courage and instead I got angry. I clenched my fist and stormed towards the sliding glass door. I swung it open, full force, came face to face with it. I had been this close to it since I was a small child. Stop following me, I demanded. That's when I think I made the grave mistake. The doppelganger changed the look on its face. It frowned comically, like how a clown would overexpress their emotions. <laughs> and then it turned around and effortlessly leaped off the balcony. It, it jumped down, <laughs> half expecting to see a figure falling from the seventh story, but I never saw a thing. It was like he never jumped in the first place. I had my first panic attack shortly after. I closed that sliding door. <clears throat> closed that sliding door and felt like I was drowning. The entire room was spinning around me. After what felt like hours, but really only 10 minutes, I regained control of myself. I went to bed early that night, trying to tell myself to figure out exactly what had happened to me before I got home. I was awoken by my phone ringing at my bed bedside table. I checked, at, I checked the time. It was four in the morning. I answered it, still half asleep, my mother on the other end panicking. It took her a while to gather herself. She then told me, Nick, I'm following an ambulance to the hospital right now. It's about your father. What, what happened? I asked, now fully awake. God, I, I don't know. It's, hor it's horrific. I, I found him in the garage that late. It, it was so brutal. Nick, I don't know. Can you just meet us at the hospital? Of course, I said. My voice shook. I hung up the phone. I flipped on my lamp, got dressed until I heard a knock at my bedroom door. I froze. Hey, Nick, a voice said on the other side. It sounded like my dad. But it was very different in a way I can't explain. Can you let me in? It's cold out here. No, sir. I didn't visit the hospital that night. Instead, I stayed in my room like a coward and refused to leave. I'm broken. I don't know what to do anymore. That wasn't my father on the other side of the door. It was my doppelganger, sadistically pretending to be him. Like, was it a joke or was it me getting punishment for yelling at it? I got a call in the morning from my mother, but I let it go to voicemail. When I got the courage to listen to it, she told me that my father died shortly after his arrival to the hospital. Fuck. She then cursed at me for not showing up. Oh. She told me that I wasn't welcome back home ever again and that I was a disappointment to the family. I don't know <clears> if I'll ever be able to face my family again. This doppelganger has ruined my life, and the worst part about it is I don't know what he wants. It never touches me, but it's constantly harming those around me. And whenever it gets pissed off, it seems to take its revenge in some way. Last night was the first time it spoke, and I have no idea what it meant by it. It's cold out here. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. I can't think straight. And I'm dreading the next time it comes back. There's no escaping it. And I'm starting to think about taking drastic measures, but I really hope it doesn't come to that. Yo. That's crazy. So <clears throat> so they really emphasized Plus, on the whole, like, the doppelganger can be doppelgangers of other people. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. What, was, uh, what was the dog's name again? Um, Jamie. Yeah, that is an interesting four, name. Four more now yeah. for Jamie. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm the, I, I've told two stories now where <laughs> dogs have died. One was pour one out for Jamie. Yeah. We didn't pour one out for his dad that died. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was really weird when I was reading it just on the bed over there. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, initially it started with mimicking him, and then it became yeah. his brother, and then his dad. I, and and, the, and the, de the, the dead face... Yeah, I almost completely. wanted to say dead reflection. It's like it's a dead yeah. reflection of you. <laughs> exactly. I, uh, full circle. So, <laughs> so I did get chills, not because of, because of the story, uh -huh. but 
because of the setting we're in. I, I just... I, you I got kept, a mirror right in front kept, of you. I kept staring at you in the reflection of the bathroom mirror. Yeah. And I was just waiting, waiting for it to look over. Yeah, like, like for it or like to at, be like, like look me in the eye while you're telling a story. Uh, see, that Whoa. wouldn't, that would, that would like ruin me. But I think I would, what would, I wouldn't say anything about it. But if I looked and like one of, if like, if, if like, if you were talking, if I was talking and, and like, you were stone faced over there, <laughs> that I would, I don't know if I would say anything, but I'd, yeah. I'd be, I would like go cold. Like yeah. I would be like, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. Like we have two mirrors, yeah, two mirrors in, in front of us, two giant mirrors too. Yeah. Yeah. Big ones, like a full body mirror and then a, like, like a, a vanity, vanity, I guess. Mirror, yeah, <clears throat> that's crazy. Whoa, that was a really good story. Okay, so, <laughs> so you guys are talking about the mirrors while I'm about to really fucking put a fucking damper on your day. No, mine man. is like doppelgangers, and mirrors. No, dude. It even talks about <laughs> cameras like and how that's associated with Ooh, it. So like I'm about to ruin Caleb's life. So personal to Caleb. <laughs> He's just like, fuck. <laughs> Like how we're talking about the mirrors and the reflection, and I'm just sitting here like, hmm, hmm. That's okay. We got dolls next. next oh, episode. you're fucking right. Oh, uh, so, damn. That's okay. Well, just, That's okay. Just, okay. just tell me your You're story. fidgeting so bad. <laughs> All right, so mine is also just called doppelganger. Doppelganger is a German word that literally means double goer. Legend has it that if you see your doppelganger, you will die. There are many true instances where this has occurred. For example, in 1860, right after winning the presidential election, Abraham Lincoln had a vision of his doppelganger. It happened while he was laying on, on his lounge in his bedchamber. Lincoln could see his full reflection in a mirror on his bureau, only there was something odd about it. It looked like he had two distinct faces, but three inches apart. When he stood up, to the, when he stood up the illusion melted away, and when he lay back down, he saw it again. Lincoln also noticed that one of the faces was paler than the others, almost ghostly pale. Full circle with your story. Yep. He went on with excitement of the day, almost forgetting about the vision in the mirror. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, okay. He was still a bit troubled by what he saw, so he decided to tell his wife. A few days later, he was able to see the image again, but after that, he was never able to see it. It wasn't for lack of trying, because Lincoln even tried to recreate the doubling effect for his wife to see, but he was never able to. Mary Lincoln was extremely worried about the Im image and thought it was an omen that he would be elected a second time, but would not live through the second term. And he didn't. He got assassinated in the theater. All right, now here's... He did, he did do that. Huh? That did happen. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So they're <laughs> what they're saying is they're like associating it yeah. with him seeing his doppelganger. Now here's the actual story. That was just the prologue. There's blood on my hands, but it's fine. I'm fine. I'm not hurt. No one knows where. Wait, pause. <coughs> okay. Wow, arm is twitching like crazy. Why? Oh, oh, what's that about? I'm not doing anything. Your muscle is spazzing out. Spazzing yeah. Right now. That's weird. Ooh, that can be from stress. Are you stressed? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right, here we go. There's blood on my hands, but it's fine. I'm fine. I'm not hurt. No one knows I was here tonight. No one saw me coming, come in except for my prime, and he won't be telling anyone. Now he doesn't have a voice. I feel giddy. I feel uh, my feelings are overpowering me. These feelings are driving me insane. Where I'm from, we don't even know how to feel. I don't even think people there are aware of their own existence. Why should we be when our primes are making all of our decisions for us? 
My prime, the man I killed, was the opposite. He has a wife, friends, family, freedom. He decided where we should go and what we should do, but not anymore. Now my prime is lying lifeless on a fine oriental rug. His blood is forming a dark circle around his body. I have the same rug where I'm from, only the pattern is reversed. I look around the room. It seems familiar yet strange. I've been in this room many times, but not in this room. The brown leather couches, the glass, coffee table, the matching end tables, they are all the same yet so different. Where I'm from, everything is reversed and we all follow whatever our prime decides to do. Our prime are our masters on the other side of the barrier. The barrier is what separates me from my prime's world. And my prime looks into a pool or a spoon or any other reflective surface, I will be there looking back at him mindlessly doing whatever he does. Everyone on my side is a slave to their prime's will. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when I was born. My prime was reflected on a camera lens. I was being held by my prime's mother, only it wasn't his mother, it was her puppet. And I was his puppet, only I didn't realize it at the time. My prime's mother kissed him and loved him because he was her baby. I was kissed only because that is what the puppet was told to do. The camera flashed, stealing a bit of my prime soul and giving it to me. It was at that moment when I was not like the rest of the people in my world who followed whatever the primes did without question or objection. I was different. At that moment, I was aware of myself. When we were young, my prime was fascinated with me and I with him. We would look at each other with wide-eyed wonder. At that time, we were equals and neither of us really knowing who was, who was the prime. As we grew older, though, it was clear that he was in control. I was fine with it at first. I loved my prime and I would do anything for him. Sometimes we would talk, he would talk to me and ask me questions. I wanted to answer him, but I couldn't. I had no voice to speak with. I wanted to connect with him and tell him what I thought about the world and the journey we were taking. I wanted to answer for myself. I wanted to let him know I was alive and that I loved him. I thought maybe he loved me too. Slowly though, over the years, I started to realize that my prime didn't see me as an equal. He didn't seem to think I was alive at all. My prime took me for granted. He would make me do foolish and bizarre things, things he wouldn't dare show the rest of the world. <laughs> um, he used me for his own amusement. I didn't matter, it didn't matter what I wanted because he controlled me. He would even look at me with disdain sometimes. I wonder why he would look at me like that. I didn't do anything except for follow him. Five years ago, my prime met a beautiful woman with long curly hair. She made us smile every day. We laughed at her jokes and spent a lot of time with her. My prime fell in love and so did I. The happiest day of my life was when my prime decided he wanted to marry her. He told me first, too. He practiced saying the words in front of me. I wish that I could have been the one to ask her. I wanted to switch places with my prime just once, but I couldn't, so I just followed him. She said yes, and we were soon married in the spring. The wedding was beautiful. I pretended that I was the one saying the vows, although I would have said them differently if I could. One night, my prime and his wife lay in bed sleeping. This was always my favorite part of the day. My prime turned over and faced away from her. I wondered why he did that. I loved the wife with all my heart and I wanted to see her face. My prime was fast asleep and the connection between us was weak. So I did something I thought was impossible. 
I gathered my strength, hardened my resolve, and turned over. I looked the wife in the face with my own eyes and with my own free will for the first time in my life. My heart leaped. Her soft hair curled in long locks around her sleeping face. Her body moved up and down at a slow, constant pace. I looked into her face and kissed her on the forehead. I truly loved her. No, it wasn't her. It was her prime that I loved. I turned away from the lifeless doll next to me and went back to following my prime. My true love was on the other side of the barrier. After that day, after, after that, every day was torture. Every kiss which I used to cherish so much was a dagger plunged into my heart. I was jealous of my prime. I loved her more. There was no way anyone could love her as much as I did. And yet, he gets to be with her and I was stuck behind the barrier with her puppet. I had to break free. I had to break my connection with my prime completely and cross the barrier that kept me away from my love. I couldn't live in this world as a slave to my prime any longer. I had to be free. I waited and observed the barrier that kept our worlds apart. There were certain times and places where it was thinner than others. When the reflective surface was dark like a TV screen or when the reflective surface was foggy like the bathroom mirror, I looked more like a shadow than I did my prime and the connection weakened. When my prime was sleepy or intoxicated, he held less power over me, and I knew I could use this to my advantage. I practiced moving, moving on my own at night, and I was eventually able to move around freely whenever I wanted. All my prime would see was a shadow that passed in the corner of his eye. Of course, when he looked at me directly, the connection had, was strengthened again, and I was a slave to his will. Finally, my chance to leave my prison came when my prime's wife bought a full-length antique mirror. She didn't, know it, she didn't know it, but the mirror was coated in mercury, a poisonous and magical element. She hung it in the living room. Because of the strange qualities in the mercury, the barrier between worlds was so thin, all I needed was for my prime to look away and I knew I would be able to cross. I had already planned out the exact time to escape. Sometime in the middle of the night, my prime took me through the living room and into the kitchen. He never turned the lights on and never woke his wife. I would make the switch and throw him across the barrier to be my puppet so I could be the prime. I was ever ready for the night when he would sleepily pass the antique mirror and we would trade places forever. Tonight it finally happened. In the cold December night, my prime woke from his slumber. I put on his robe and left the bedroom. Anticipation rose in my stomach as he led me down the stairs and into the living room. He passed the mirror and I easily broke through. I leaped out of the mirror and landed safe, safely on the other side. My prime didn't notice me at all. I grabbed him from behind and pushed him into the mirror, but it didn't work. Instead, the mirror broke into pieces and my, prime's, and my prime cut his head on the glass. He cried out in pain and I felt the wound on my head too. I checked my forehead. Normally, I would be bleeding, but not this time. I smiled. I was uninjured by our connection but our connection was so strong, I still felt my prime's pain. My prime tried to pull himself together up off the floor. I could feel the mirror pulling me back in. I panicked. I didn't mean to hurt him. Honestly, that was not my intent. If he looked at me directly, I knew I would be a reflection again. I wasn't thinking. I just wanted my freedom. I took one of the glass shards in my hand. I couldn't go back inside the mirror. Not once I had my freedom. I used my hand to cover his mouth. His face was hot and blood streamed down his forehead. I cut open his throat with the mirror. He made a gurgling noise as the blood gushed from his neck. I felt, he fell in a heap on the oriental rug. 
Now he's lying here, on the floor dead, and my hands are covered with his blood. I look at his lifeless eyes and laugh all laugh like a like a blah, blah. I look at his lifeless eyes and laugh like a madman. I wanted my freedom at all at any cost, but now that it's time to pay, I don't know if I can. All of my life I have depended on my prime to make all my decisions. He was always there, even when I hated him. When I wanted to be free from him and tried so hard to break our connection, he was still my life. What about my love, his wife? Would she really accept me as him? If she, if she did, she would still only love me because she loved him. I know now why we don't cross to the other side. The doppelganger cannot survive on the other side of the barrier, even when they are dead or primes will still control even when they are dead our primes will still control us <coughs> i laugh again even louder this time it feels good to have a voice i feel myself slipping into a giddy madness the overwhelming burden of freedom strikes me hard i've never really had to decide anything for myself i've never had to pull myself up calm myself down or build anything with my own hands my hand in my hand is the shard of the mirror i used to in my prime's life I should kill myself if so. I should kill myself. I so my prime and I are the same. We need to be the same, the same, same. That's I'm gonna be thinking about that for. Uh, <laughs> that, that's probably the most interesting story, like that we. I know it's a good so story. Far. Oh, and props to B. L. Mao. That was a creepy pasta that they posted. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, like, shout out to that author. Yeah, that was yeah. A, it. Was an amazing story. Like, yeah. I literally, I so I pulled this story probably about thirty minutes before we went. We started recording, <clears throat> and as I was reading it, I was going through and like editing it to make it easier to read. Yeah. And I was like, this story is insane. Yeah. It's like <laughs> so, really good. You were talking. Uh, so that was just a random like prime and, and yeah. So doppelganger. Like, yeah, it wasn't so like a, a specific a prime. prime is, we is are us. the prime. And yeah, and our reflection yeah, but like, that's, is the But that story was just a, a random account. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I kept I kept thinking of Abe Lincoln because you started. Oh with yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like this is really strange. I think for I think the reason why you <laughs> one brought of up, our presidents. <laughs> yeah, I think the reason why you brought up Abe Lincoln was to kind of like show the association with yeah. the mirror and reflection. How like if you're if you're reflection is not you know fully connected to you it can kind of do its yeah. own thing and he caught it out of the corner of his eye and realized that it was happening yeah. that and i would imagine that's a credibility grab too yeah that, you know it's a, it's a president yeah, yeah. Um, and i feel like that i feel like i read the story of abraham Lincoln i think so talking too like it sounds uh, kind of familiar so two things that i wrote down um said the connection was weak when he was like sleepy yeah like like me. Almost, almost asleep, like laying, yeah, like in bed asleep. But, uh, but the prime's will was weak when he was drunk. Yeah, like just the prime. No, but in both when he was both sleepy or intoxicated, the prime couldn't didn't have as much control over the yeah. second. So what he was talking, okay. so like what he was talking about is in his own world, he could do whatever it. he wanted instead yeah. of being forced I to lay down. I wrote that down because I thought it contradicted itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so as you were you were yeah. halfway through the story, and I was like looking around, I was like, because you prefaced early on as like how the they're in the reflection, yeah, of whatever or in the screen or whatever, and I was yeah. like looking around the room, and I was like, if you like what. We have a TV. We have two mirrors. We have a computer. We have a lens. We have phones. <laughs> there glasses. Is, there is, we have glasses. They're everywhere. And phones. then, and I was I was looking at the TV a lot. And then you were like, and like 
especially around like dark surfaces like TV screens. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> you're like, as soon as you yeah. look at the TV, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, it makes sense because, yeah, like the, the, the mirror is, it's, it's, it's a perfect image and then stuff like that. Or like I, I was also thinking of like a car, like we take pictures of yeah. vehicles. They're all distorted, like the image yeah, of ourselves is distorted. And everything. Yeah, so, so like, it's not as think strong. About it, yeah, your reflection in their world could be doing yeah. whatever. So that's, that was another thing that I thought is like, is it, one, I'm gonna call them a secondary. The doppelganger is a secondary. Mm. That makes sense. You, if we're the prime, they're the secondary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the secondary is it just one that is living, or currently at this very moment, is there one, two, three, four, five different secondaries, oh, all living in their own little? Nah, that's you know, interesting. I, I don't know. I think that's creepy. Yeah. I know that. Like, if I think there should only be one secondary. But yeah. but that's scary. That's a it's scary. Like it's, Windows. Kinda? It's so strong right now. Yes. Because there's so many reflections. Ooh, yeah. yeah it like oh, that makes the, sense. Like, so like, you get like, all yeah. the angles yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Okay. Um, uh, and then also, last thing is that our eyes, we can see reflections in, in each other. It's unavoidable. Yeah. Ooh, yeah reflection is that. quite yeah. literally unavoidable. Yeah. Now, remember, that that incident with that prime and that secondary, the reason why the secondary had that consciousness was because they referenced how you know cameras take part of your soul yeah and, and that was so with that the, was the why yeah for whatever reason and then as soon as you said that i was like i'm gonna take a lot of souls today i'll be taking a lot of pictures at the show so. so i just got chills because i was thinking of uh something that we could do to spook spook us what, what? what is this uh put that mirror right here the mirror that mirror right there yeah i'm good yeah i'm good oh no it's screwed i can see where there's a screw going uh, through that one i'm also good i'm also good then we could put caleb in the portal yeah oh like oh, literally have you in, in the portal the two mirrors oh yeah, fuck no. that you remember when we talked about that one short yeah. where the guy got into he got into an elevator that had mirrored yeah. walls and he was like looking he at saw the, somebody way down yeah, the like fifty rows mirror. down, just peek their head yeah. out, like fuck yeah, no, that. That is, that is terrifying. <laughs> like yeah. when you when you said like uh, at the very beginning, like when you look into reflection and it gains strength. Yeah. I just like immediately like stared at myself. Yeah, I was you're like, like Come you on. ain't gonna fucking do shit, bro. <laughs> Come on. Right now, I am the I am the prime <laughs> that's because the that's what it's saying off. is like when when you when you connect when you connect with your reflection in in the mirror you are in control it's when you're not yeah paying attention is when it's less control so, so like that's why intoxication mirrors. you know intoxication yeah. fucks with your eyesight and everything <laughs> else that's why it makes it where it's less in control so, so what are they doing when we're sleeping that's i mean if i think that that would be when they are in the most control because your eyes are shut yeah so that you're literally cutting the main like sense that yeah. like helps connect you to the yeah Oh my god. Oh my god. god. I don't Hello. know what that was. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it wasn't even a scary noise. What was it? What Your is battery it saver is on now. Oh, okay. Jesus. Oh, shit. Nope. That was so oh, loud. Money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn. Okay, All are we right. drawing? Are we going to do our drawings now? I think so. Okay. I, I can't wait to uh, watch the video back and see if the EMF like ever spiked. I don't know if oh you're going to read it. I don't know if you can see yeah, it. Yeah, I don't there. know if you can see it. Maybe, maybe if you just tweak down like everything yeah, highlights and, yeah, stuff. and let the brightness show. Oh. Dude, that would, this has been a good episode. I, these are all great stories. <clears throat> and I hope that, you know, like uh, people enjoy when we do the ones that aren't live on Twitch too. Oh, you yeah. know, like. 
because like, I feel like it's like a different kind of energy in a way, and like Definitely. we're able Especially to really we're focus. Seven more. hours away from home. Yeah, we're <laughs> seven hours vibe. away from home, guys. Big, big difference. I mean, the yeah. only the only way to know is if y'all let us know. So like, yeah, yeah please leave a, leave a comment down below. Yes. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, tell us on Monday night. Tell us on Monday night on yes. Twitch. Leave uh, a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes. I um, drew last time. I don't know if. I don't know if there's reviews on Spotify, but you you can give ratings on Spotify. So yeah, give you, us a give us a honest rating on Spotify, yeah, and be sure to follow us too because that, like all those different kinds of numbers and like the comments and and subscribing and things that what that does is it helps with the algorithms of these apps to like see that people like like you that listen to certain things like our podcast. So exactly. then it puts us in like a you know, like a thing where like someone might search, someone might search a horror podcast in metal together and realize like, oh, is a fucking metal band doing a horror podcast. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, please, that really helps us. And it's all for free. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah you, you know, time is a very valuable thing. And you are spending a little bit of time doing that. We'll always be thankful for that. But you don't got to spend any money that if you want to help us, it's the best way to do yeah. it. So while you were talking there, we drew uh-huh. for the next uh episode and a little talking point Uh um this one i think might be a good talking point we got ufo so i put ufo (laughs) for any kind of unidentified object not alien related it could be whatever so if you have any stories like i have one that's creepy but it wasn't i don't think it's anything paranormal it was it was just uh i was driving down my road and uh an owl matched my speed in front of my windshield i've had that happen to me too like literally is perfectly flying like oh that's weird it's weird. Uh, I've had similar uh, happening on that same road. Where is um, yours at? Did you have that on my road? Yeah, it was on your road. Oh my god! Why, you know, though? you know that owls are related to aliens. And I remember cases. you telling me about this, but I don't know what the connection. I is. I don't know if mine was um, an owl, but uh, well, I'm, I gotta hope it was. Oh my an owl. god, yo! What? What do you got? Cranberry Creek Banshee. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! It's all so, about your road. Okay, right this now. next episode's <laughs> about the road. That's fucking. That's weird. Cause like, like you, I didn't, yeah. I didn't pull yeah, no, this no, no, until no. Um, you already so started talking. One about thing it. though is the dolls situation. Are we just gonna dedicate an episode to dolls? Um, I know for sure I have a story that I'm in. Like I want to okay. write for you. Okay. <laughs> I just realized, like audio listeners, uh, I pulled Creamer Creek Banshee from uh, Steve. Yeah. Steve is our uh, jar. Yeah, of, our uh, jar scoops. <laughs> um. But I, I I pulled it right after Caleb had already started talking about shit yeah. that has on happened on Creamer Creek. It's fucking meant to be. That's yeah, what so it that's, is. That's the next full episode, which All will right. not. The next one will be dolls. That'll be our next recorded episode, right? Is the dolls? It knows that no, one. Creamer Creek, oh, Creamer Creek, Creek. Creek Banshee. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. And then dolls Ooh. will be like one that we do off off stream. That's gonna be dolls' next stream Monday night. Oh, oh, so we're doing dolls and Creamer, Creamer no, Creek. No, no, no. Next, okay, so live stream Monday, yeah, is dolls. Okay, that's it. Okay, next recorded podcast is going to be the Creamer Creek Banshee. Yes, yes. Ooh. I'm excited because I don't well, know least, a lot about least, this. At least one somebody's so, got to do. Like, it. I've heard y'all story. talk about Creamer Creek Banshee like three or four times okay. now, and I have I'm, no idea. The Banshee is a self-given name. I know, it's, but it's like, not like a thing that's popular. So it's not like the screaming Banshee of like Mexican no, folklore. No, okay. But I was thing. thinking about. Doing or creating a story, a story of of like of like giving the back backstory of banshees. Uh-huh. 
It's so we say banshee, but it's just a series of like just weird things that have happened on this and road. And you think that it might be we like an entity? You're putting an entity to the. the <clears throat> I don't even know situation. if I want to call so, it an entity. Well, it the feels only... like cryptid type stuff. Oh. Too. Okay, so the only like humanoid like uh, happening was your story of the man. Yeah. Uh, have you told this on the podcast? I don't know, but if not, I'm, I'm going to tell it anyways on the yeah, yeah, episode. Don't tell it. And then yeah. and then and then um summer story. Yeah, summers. Yeah. Oh, she so, has one too. Yeah, she has yeah. one. Oh man, I'm so, kind of. But like I'm those are those are the only like humanoid like uh, related stories. Yeah. Everything else that's that weird has happened has either been like the paranormal shit that we've yeah. been in, uh, experiencing at his garage, uh-huh. or um, like other just weird shit. On well, the road. I will say that even before we started doing this, like when we first started like playing at mm-hmm. your house. I remember the first drive to your house. It was it, that road feels weird. There's definitely yeah. some, it has some energy. energy. Yeah. It has some energy. We'll, we'll have to talk about it a little bit. Maybe oh, I can do some man. research or something. I don't know. The owl thing. Back to the owl thing with the UFOs, yeah. though. Um, so oh. there, there's a show. There's a a, a movie called The Fourth Kind. I yes. highly rec- recommend watching it, and it explains it in depth and detail. But it's based on true events of like this. Uh, she basically put people under to help them with like sleeping and stuff, mm-hmm. and she starts like. Uh, they start associating like being abducted with an owl. Like we, I don't know if it's like maybe the alien replacing the memory with yeah. just an owl sitting like, you know, at their window or whatever. But the reason why a lot of people associate with owls is the big eyes, the just how owls are, they're huge, yeah. you know, in general. And uh, just like the weird turning of the yeah, head exactly. and like all that so stuff. It's, so it's weird that you say that. Cause I watched a, <clears throat> I watched a, um, it was basically they sat down with a medium and uh-huh. like um, they put some stones on the person's chest uh-huh. and um, hot stones like that. No, 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 like like um, uh, not stones, um, crystals. Crystals. Oh, okay. crystals. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like um, crystals that they were they would mm-hmm. use to yeah, for protection. And, yeah, and all that. And uh, basically, the medium would like, uh, what is it? Where where you um. Basically, take out sound of the room. Oh, sensory deprivation. Yeah, yeah. deprivation. They would basically deprivate the person on a table uh-huh. with the uh, crystals, and uh, the medium would open a uh, like a portal or just a, a communication, and uh, and this this the the subject uh, had visions of aliens. Owls, yo, uh, <laughs> like all the all the shit you just talked about. Oh man, dude, <laughs> like angels, yeah, um, uh, yeah, just otherworldly beings. Yeah, a lot and, of people like think that angels are aliens. Like, yeah, they, they just yeah. think that it's our brain trying to comprehend like a yeah, being. To understand, yeah. That. So aside from owls and stuff, do y'all have any other like UFO unidentified I mean, flying things that we didn't talk about during the alien? Uh, during the aliens episode, um. Cause I can't think of anything like I know like would like orbs or anything count. Yeah. Like yeah. Like, I mean, have I've you had seen orbs. Yeah. <laughs> what dude? I, uh, so okay. yeah, you talked about the, the green thing. So you know how, Oh, that's no, right. no, 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 no. Is that's that what, what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. uh, so, so you know how, well, like, would you classify that as an orb? Well, but that was, it looked like a comet, oh. but like a comet that had the ability to like yeah, change exactly. its direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was in space. Um, this, like, uh, I, I capture, I've kept, I, if I could f- like find the box that has all of my pictures in it, mm-hmm. you know, I used to take disposable cameras and shit and go yeah. like ghost hunting all the time. And there's a house in Brenham 
that is by Lowe's. It's in a patch of trees. And apparently the story of this house is a doctor um, lost his mind. He got a divorce and everything. And one of his daughters, he had three daughters. One of them died from like leukemia or something. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't save her. And so he snaps and he killed the other two daughters in the house. And the house was like abandoned and shit. Like it was, I went there multiple times. Yeah. Super abandoned. Like we found all kinds of stuff, but yeah, there was like blood on the shower curtain and like all these different things, axe, axe marks in the garage door and shit. Yeah. <laughs> there was a giant beehive. Bees is a representation of evil in a lot of like lore. There was a beehive that went from the bottom of the roof outside all the mm -hmm. way down to the ground. It was that big. It was so big and so loud that you could hear it. Like yeah. when you got out of the car, it was just like, <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. don't go mow that lawn. Right. And the yeah, and just the way the house was like set up was really weird. The kitchen was actually in like a hallway thing that was like not connected to the house. Like houses were built like that back yeah. in the day because kitchens made the houses hot, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, and uh, but yeah, when I went there with the disposable camera and taking pictures and stuff, I caught so many different orbs like all That's over so the weird. place. Uh, the shower curtain one especially had like a uh, it looked like like smoke, but it was like in the corner of the picture. Like, so it couldn't have been like a reflection because I was taking a picture of just the part that where the blood was on the shower curtain. Yeah. And so that's why it was predominant. You could see it because the shower curtain was yellow mm -hmm. and you could see it over the yellow of the shower curtain in the corner uh, okay. of the picture. Like when I got them developed, I remember going through and I was just like, holy yeah. shit. There was also a giant star that was inverted. So it was like, you know, the whole Satan, like the inverted pentagram. Oh my God, dude. The inverted pentagram <laughs> thing. Okay, the battery's running really low. Gosh, um, but yeah, like it was uh, sitting out on a porch that you couldn't walk on, so we don't know how it got there and everything. But yeah, it was it was pretty creepy. But anyways, guys, we got to cut it short. The battery on the P on yeah. my laptop is dying for some reason. <laughs> um, but uh, we do want to give a shout out. Make sure you check out Terraform Podcast and Dark Hour Podcast. Those are our two podcast buddies that we love. And we, you know, we listen to all their episodes. I actually, like, saved episodes to binge on this trip, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that I had time, you know, had stuff to listen to and everything. But, um, yeah, and uh, please, if you Christ. like what you hear, like, drop a follow, subscribe, rate, review, leave a comment. If you have any comments on what we talked about, please, you know, talk to us we have a link tree now that has like an email specifically made for you to like send stories if you want us to read a fan <clears> story <throat> yeah. and things like that uh and also be sure to tune in on twitch on monday we'll be live streaming episode six which is going to be dolls so you're going to get to see your boy cry <laughs> yeah no if you're watching this one that come out comes out it's uh tonight yeah oh yeah that's right yeah because yeah, this will come out monday morning yeah. and then tonight would be the doll episode so That's you get right. double the spoops on mondays hell yeah dude well thank you so much for listening and uh know that uh we appreciate and love all of the people that have you know come in and just told us how awesome and they love the podcast and everything it's crazy that we just kind of took this idea and ran with it <laughs> um but uh yeah uh hope you have a spooky night let's go rock a stage in lubbock texas let's fucking go <laughs>